to a brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I sit and chat and have coffee with early career professionals and small business owners from all around the world. Now, with me today is Shelby, and Shelby has actually been on Virtual Coffee before. This is his second time on the podcast. His first episode is episode 31. That released uh, this past November, and you can check out that episode to learn more about Shelby, his background, the background on his business. That was, you know, a typical episode of Virtual Coffee. But today on this episode, Shelby is diving really deep into the board game that he was working on when we last spoke, Lonely Undead, through his company, Dead Lemon Games. And he spoke about, on this episode, the details of the game, the different modes you can play, how you can support his board game, because actually, uh, just yesterday, the day before they launched their Kickstarter, which is very exciting. So be sure to check out their Kickstarter. I'll link it in the description below. And this is a really fun episode. If you really love board games or are new to board games, I think this would be a great product to buy. Uh, Like I said, whether you're a pro board gamer or a newbie, uh, this seems like a really fun game and I really can't wait to get my hands on it. I think it's going to be super fun to play. So As always, happy listening, and before we hear from Shelby, be sure to rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcasts app. You can also follow us along on Instagram, Facebook, all the social medias. It's at Virtual Coffee Podcast. Thank you so much for your support, and let's hear from Shelby for the second time. Shelby, welcome back to the podcast. Oh, hello. Thanks for having me. I'm stoked to be back on here. Yes, so happy to have you back. I love reoccurring guests, but to kick off this second episode of Virtual Coffee with you, Shelby, reintroduce yourself, you know, tell us about your game, what you're about, just kind of give us that background context for folks who may have missed your first episode. Yeah, absolutely. My name is Shelby Matusik, and I am um, have developed and designed a board game that I have decided to self-publish. I am self-publishing it through crowdfunding platform. So I will be launching this board game via Kickstarter on June 7th. And so the Kickstarter will be live by the time this recording comes out. I have been a huge fan of board games for quite a long time. And I've literally over the past couple of years really started to dive into it in a more serious manner and have have tried to take this idea and this passion and this hobby and give it my all give it an honest go and try to take this project this passion project um with designing this game and see if it's possible for me to deliver it to the world and share my joy of board games with others through the game and through the company i have formed to launch the game, Dead Lemon Games. That's sort of a quick synopsis of, of, of me and, 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 and what I've got going on right now. Perfect. Well, thank you for, for that quick intro there. And yeah, love, love your story. It's such a good story of how you can take that passion and explore it and see if you can make it your own, right? Board games. And now you're just decided, yeah, I can do that. Let me try. Let me try to make my own. So very, very inspiring. Definitely want to dive into the game that you're launching specifically. I know it's a zombie game. Give us the story, the background on that game. Tell us all about it. Yeah, I mean, and it's also interesting that you, you, you know, that you had said 
you know, you're, you're doing something with it, you know, mm-hmm. you've decided to do something with there or that, you know, you've got this thing and you know that you can do something with it. Like when I had started this process, just as a precursor, like I, I haven't been in game design very long. I right. actually had, I had no idea if I could do this. And so like the process for the design and the development and getting to where I am now was, I mean, obviously very, very challenging and very, I've been very educational. I've kind of been going by the seat of my pants and learning as much as possible and and learning all the best practices, but definitely a a challenging thing that I did not know if and how to to properly do it. But that's a whole nother wormhole of of discussion. (laughs) But um, yeah, the game itself um, is called Lonely Undead. Yes, it is a zombie game, but it's not like any other zombie game. In fact, that is something that I've strived to do with this game and something that makes it very special and unique is that when I was working with the theme and working on designing this this game and decided to try to work with the zombie theme and make a zombie game, you know, there's this sort of perspective about zombies and zombies in, you know, in media and movies and games, whether it be a video game or a board game. And it's all sort of the same constructs. It's all sort of these same, same sort of stereotypes and these same builds for what you expect in a zombie game. And a quick little run through of that, if you don't already have those images going through your head, is a lot of people when they hear zombie game or zombie movie or whatever, it's people who, you know, humans that are having this apocalyptic event and the zombies are out to hurt them. So they're like equipping weapons and bats and they're going through and they're bashing in the heads of, of zombies and there's violence and gore and this serious, like intense, intense sort of uh, event that's occurring. And what I wanted to do uh, and why I stuck with the theme and, and th- what I'm doing with this game that I, I, I feel is so special um, and that I'm, I really enjoy is that I'm taking all those things that you think about zombies in media. And I want to flip the script on them. I want to try to offer something different to the genre. I want to show people that you can, that it isn't bogged down, that it isn't, you know, a a flooded like market and genre with the zombies that they want to offer something new and sort of offer some new life into this zombie perspective and give it sort of like reinvigor this, this idea of what a zombie experience is. And with that, I've taken all those things about a stereotypical zombie game and I have flipped them around. So the zombie, uh, the, the game is told completely from the zombie's perspective. You are playing a zombie. You're not playing a person. And your goal in the game is essentially to move around this town and you are... You are a recently infected zombie, so you you're you're not a mindless, staggering zombie that you would expect in in the media or in a movie. You're you're sort of like you know partly sentient. You're like still having these thoughts. You're you're. I want you to sympathize with the zombie from this perspective <laughs> and and sort of like envelop this new sort of like a uh, mindset of of what it might be like for a zombie to like be going through these changes and how sort of almost like scary and confusing it would be for them. So you're moving around the game as a zombie and your main goal is to make friends. So it's sort of the opposite of being a human and killing waves of zombies. You are a zombie and you are trying to make friends. Now, obviously that sounds kind of confusing. <laughs> so the, um, the thing is, is that the only way that you know how to make friends in this new and confusing world is to bite and infect the locals. <laughs> and so you're moving around town. You are attacking the locals. You're sinking your teeth into them. You're confused, but you're scared and lonely and you're just trying to make friends. And that's the only way you know how to do it. So that is the main goal of the zombie game. You are moving around town and you're making friends. 
that being said, you know, there's I, I want to expand on the other things with the game mm-hmm. that are not like the the you know that are sort of like the differences between um, what you think of the stereotypical zombie game and what I'm doing. Of course, obviously, the switch with the the players and the antagonists and the protagonists is a big one, probably the most you know most visual and um, most upfront. But then there's a lot of other things I really wanted to do as well. Uh, like for example, uh, I mentioned this a second ago, but you think of you know zombie themes of being like really violent or yeah, gory. Yeah. There's 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 blood and there's there's violence and there's there's weapons. And I I wanted to of course flip all these things around. So I've focused on humor. I've made a lighthearted game that doesn't focus on violence. Has very minimal violence. Like you know your objective is not to kill people or to like eat their brains or anything like that. The objective is to make friends. Now the process obviously you're like well you're still like attacking and and yeah that's sort of inferred. There are some themes that are a little bit more aggressive and maybe could be viewed violent, but. Throughout the game, as far as like the verbiage, what's on the cards, the art, everything is 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 lighthearted, is humorous, and pulls away from the seriousness and the focus on violence and gore that you would you would expect in a lot of the zombie themed uh, pieces of media. That's excellent. Thank you for that that background, and I just love how you almost modernized the zombie, or yeah, like you said, just switched, flipped the switch on that narrative of why does why do zombies have to be gory, messy, just have no IQ or sense of who they are, right? Why does it have to be that story? And I love the unique spin you put on it. I Yeah, I think that's great. Were you always into zombies in particular? Like, why do you choose that theme for your first game? Um, yeah, I am a huge fan of zombies. I love the theme. I do like zombie movies. And I, I was playing with a couple different ideas for the theme when I started to um, really think about working with sort of these bare bones design mechanics and ideas I had, like in scribbles and in the back of my mind. And I actually, I had a lot of like, I mean, there was a, a lot of internal dissonance when deciding and, and really solidifying using the theme, which plays hand in hand with with why I felt like I had to use it, is that. I got this feedback about, oh, you're making another zombie game. It's just yeah. going to be another zombie game. And then I was like, you know what? This is why I have to use the theme. This is why I have to stick with that idea and take all those ideas and perspectives of people being like, oh, another zombie game and be like, no, not like any other zombie game before. Right. Like this is um, this is taking that sort of, you know, that that idea that, you know, and, and really deconstructing it and really trying to like show people that there's other creative ways and other creative like sort of things to explore with within the theme and so when I was going through those getting that feedback and getting pushback on that I was like that's exactly why I need to stick with it I need to stick with it because there's like you have everything that people think about a zombie game is so sort of solidified in their mind and these stereotypes I need to show them that that you know I need to take all those things and turn them around and show them that there's there's more life in in the genre and the theme. Plus I just I mean it's a fun sort of thing to explore as well and you know a lot of people like zombies. It's a very sort of hot thematic attractive area right now. That's great. I love how you took almost that or you did. You took your the feedback of oh it's just going to be another game you're like Nope, let me prove you wrong, right? Instead of, I feel like a lot of people might have said, oh, you know, I'm getting this feedback, especially since you were newer in the board game making 
industry, you might take that as, oh, like maybe these people know better than me. I definitely shouldn't do zombies. But instead, you took it almost as a challenge to prove them wrong. I loved how you used that to motivate you to prove that it doesn't have to be just another zombie game. Yes, and I'll completely admit that taking that perspective and 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 sticking to it has has in in, in some ways been a little bit of a of an uphill battle when marketing the game because of course when I throw out something for marketing or promotion and I have an image and I you know it's a zombie game well then like I said when people see that they're like another zombie game they like immediately switch yeah. off and move on so it's been a struggle for me to be like no not another zombie game like so i've had to like i've had to really focus on even like the imagery if i'm going to have a line of text that i need to say something that puts that out there you know i need to make sure that people when i start to say something about the game or show them something about the game whether it's just one image or one line of text it needs to convey that this is not what you think Mm -hmm. that this is a different kind of zombie game and you know, being involved in, in, in the community for board game and board game design, that's what people like have, you know, that's what they see. That's what they feel. And that's how they, they think. So sort of trying to convey that it's a different kind of zombie game has been kind of a struggle. But once people like they just you got to like kind of I got to kind of get them in and like, explain something or show them some stuff rather than like just that base image to try to break through that wall and get get to the point is like show them, you know, show them or have them play it or show them something that like, oh, okay, well, maybe this isn't like every other zombie game, mm-hmm. but it's getting through, through that first little initial wall that has been kind of a struggle. And maybe uh, maybe it's been hurtful for me as far as like exposure and gaining like, you know, gaining audiences and gaining fans for the project and support. But I think that what it's doing is the people who do take the time to really kind of hear it out and see and look into it based off of that, you know, oh, something different. And then they look into it they're the ones that like become strong supporters. They're the ones that become like the fans, which is good. Like that's what I want for, for my audiences, right? I don't want like a lot of, I mean, I, I want everybody who's who's passionate or interested to to be involved. But those people who who like look into it and are, I like I convince or look into it and they're like they see the differences. They're the ones that are the most supportive and the most passionate about the project. They're the ones that want to like you know reshare my post or tell their friends about it. Like hey. I found out about this zombie game. It is so different. Like, I got to tell you about it. And that's that's important to me um, is really sort of fostering a passionate community and passionate support around the game, especially being a first time designer, like you were saying, and a first time creator is that I'm I'm nobody like nobody knows. (laughs) No one knows who Shelby is. No one knows who Dead Lemon Games is, which is the company that I've formed to launch the game. And so I have to like, I have to show them, I have to tell them and I have to earn their trust. I have to earn their support. And, you know, getting a few people on board that are passionate and uh, supportive of me, they help me do that, right? They spread it to their friends. They help take the things that I can't do, which is like flood tons of, of money into advertising and expanding brand imagery and all that stuff because I can't afford it because I'm a nobody. I, I'm a, a you know one person small operation sort of mm-hmm. indie game designer startup thing. And so they're super vital to the game, to the development, to the project. They're super vital to help making the game a reality with the uh, Kickstarter. That's a, a great perspective you bring there. And it sounds like you have to almost break through 
that first stereotype, like you were saying about when people hear, oh, zombie game, you have to be very intentional with that marketing, right? Or at least the marketing that the new consumers see at first, you know, to kind of convince them, hey, this isn't your typical zombie game. Like, let me let me show you what it is. Let me let me invite you in, into the door, into the room and getting them through that first barrier. Yeah, I could see that being quite challenging. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, you know, you're scrolling, you know, those people, those individuals that um, that play games and, and, you know, have that sort of stereotype build up. You know, imagine them scrolling like through Facebook or on the right. Internet, see a flash ad. Right. And the ad is it's showing zombies and it's a board game. It's it's really easy for those people to be like, oh, another, and just keep scrolling. Right. Sure. Scrolling, yeah. Oh, another zombie game. And that's like I said, yeah, that's definitely been that that first wall, that initial like how to create the imagery, how to how to do something with that single flash moment because i mean that's the thing with digital marketing is it literally like there is such a short amount of time frame yeah. of like a very limited amount of, of resources and things to use to grab people's short attention span mm-hmm. and say like to, to have them dive in more and i've had to learn a lot about marketing and how to deliver that through just trial and error for sure yeah i know so, like even you know i'm not necessarily I mean, I guess through the podcast, social media, marketing the podcast, but everything with social media and digital marketing, it's it's very difficult to come up with unique posts, unique ideas, like you said, to grab people's attention. Because when you're scrolling through, you what look at a post for two seconds, maybe, right? It's it's yeah. so fast. It is crazy. So I'm interested in knowing what audience Lonely Undead is suited for, because I know you mentioned it's not too gory like some of the scenes or cards or themes might be mature but for the our audience who's listening like can they play this game with their children if so what age is recommended let's just dive into the intended audience yeah absolutely and and this is such a great question because i i love to sort of like ex- explain and sort of dive into the, that age range and those audiences mm-hmm. and, and let people know uh, you know, where and how they can sort of determine if, you know, if it's right for their kids or if it's right for sure. them or whatever. And, and yeah, absolutely. So the the box on itself, which is it's marked as 14 plus for the age range. Now, that that number is kind of it's kind of interesting and maybe a little hard to explain, but there's some legalities surrounding how you can what you can put on the age range of a box in sort of adherence to international compliance and I don't want to go down that road, but basically <laughs> I had to I had to sort of find a fine line and and decide to put 14 plus on the box to sort of mitigate some really confusing and 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 sometimes costly paperwork and safety compliance for releasing the game in other parts of the planet. Now moving on from that very quickly. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the game is easily suited for, you know, for 10-year-olds. Um, and, and obviously this is this is like up to a parental discretion as well. But let me talk about the content of the game itself and that'll help like allow you to make your own sort of decisions on on is it good for, for my family or my kids. It's absolutely a family game. Like, I mean, it, it adheres very well to families. There is a very low sort of minimized focus on violence and gore in the game. There's hardly any like direct imagery or verbiage that is heavily violently oriented or is gore or blood or anything like that. Very minimalistic, maybe like a couple small images here and there. And they're like cartoonish. They're not like, yeah. you know, like in your face realism or anything like that. The The main goal of the game, like I said, is, is, is it's not like this. You're not going out to sort of eat brains or like to kill humans. You're going out to make friends. 
Now there are some sort of more sort of more mature themes, uh, and I use mature very loosely because, like, I mean, it kind of in today's world, like you know, cable television, anything your kids see, even cartoons has has violence themes. But there are like, I mean, obviously the path to making friends is from the zombie perspective and they have to attack and bite the locals. They got to like, you know, they got to like hurt them and grab them and and bite them. So some people can kind of interpret that as a more aggressive theme, but the imagery, the verbiage and, and as you're playing it, it doesn't feel aggressive. It doesn't feel violent. There's no aggressiveness in any of the imagery or the verbiage. Um, now there is the occurrence of, of death in the game as depicted, mm-hmm. you know, when, you know, as in a lot of games, you know, you can, your character can die or whatever. Um, but so there is a depiction of death in the game, but again, like it, there's no, there's no like depiction of any violent happening or violent occurrence or, or sort of aggressive imagery in that regard. It plays really well with families. You know, I've had younger people play it and, and they've, they've enjoyed it in the same regard, like the content in the game itself it's not like it's a kid's game. Like it, it adheres yeah. very well to, to, to young adults and to, I would put the age range. I know this is going to sound like enormous, but like, I mean, anywhere from, from 10 years old up to, you know, no cap at all, you know, right. necessarily, because I mean, I'm a young adult and, and, you know, I, I built it around sort of, you know, me and humor and, and the people that I play games with and uh, sort of a heavier gamer or more involved gamer can can absolutely find a lot of joy in the game i really worked really hard to try to find a balance between systems in the game that were good for a number of different audiences there are ways to play the game that you can be more streamlined and can be a lot lighter if you want a more like a quicker experience or sort of just a light fun turn-based uh, enjoyable experience and then there's ways to play the game that you can add levels of more strategy and more in-depth sort of thought processes and trying to create these combos with fun occurrences in the game it, it, it adheres well i think to you know a lighter gaming sort of more casual gamer as well as there are ways to for it to adhere to you know a heavier gamer people who want a more involved or a longer experience i, I feel like it does a decent job in what it offers and it's different ways to play in game modes to sort of adhere to both those sort of things it's something i really focused on with the design that's great yeah because my i was going to have a follow-up question of do you have to know board games to play lonely undead and it sounds like no which is so great because sometimes there's some board games that are right so complex like you need to be a serious board game player even to under understand what that game is about so i love how diverse the players can be for lonely undead and like you said can be a new board gamer or an advanced one and and you can enjoy it either way so i i love that diversity in in your target audience yeah, it's definitely something that I I wanted to really strive to do was to create mm-hmm. these create something that could deliver multiple experiences based off of like who was playing it or what you wanted out of the experience. Definitely something I wanted to to try to try to focus on. And I think it's awesome there are different ways to play. So with kind of each version of how to play the game, about how long would you say it takes to play or does that vary so much depending on on how the game goes? Yeah, it absolutely varies because, I mean, obviously when you add more players to a game, it usually increases the amount of time it takes to play, which is definitely, you know, definitely could be the case with Lonely Undead. 
And it's, it, it is. It's quite variable depending on how you're playing. And that being said, I, you know, I can kind of go into the, the different game modes and how that affects the amount of time it takes to play. So the box itself, it says 60 to 90 minutes. And, and that's, that's a really healthy sort of like solid range. So if it runs, you know, if you start a game and it runs to, you know, to an hour and a half that you're not surprised, right? And if you have a bunch of players and you're playing the competitive mode and there's four players, the game could last, you know, an hour and a half to two hours. That just sort of comes with adding in the extra players and the extra time. Now, that being said, you could play, you can play the game, the base game sort of set up to play in a competitive manner, in which it's sort of a race. Each player is going through the game and they're trying to move around town. They're trying to gather resources to make their tasks easier in the form of, you know, cards, equipping equipment and aids to sort of help you accomplish your goals. And then you're going around and you're trying to engage the living people in town and you're trying to make them your friends. And when you successfully infect a living person in the game, then you make a new friend. And so the first person to get to seven friends is the winner of the competitive game. And that's sort of like how the competitive is set up, and it's sort of like a race to the first person to make those friends. Now, if you were playing the cooperative version of the game, you're working together with the other zombies, and you're essentially trying to collect 15 living together in the town. You're basically trying to almost, in a way, convert the whole town in your own little zombie community, which creates a, a, a lot of different dynamics and different ways to sort of think and use the cards, as in you can, like, now you can help out the other players with your with your resources. Maybe you can make them stronger, give them a hand at accomplishing a task in one way or another. And when you're playing that co-op mode, if things go really bad, sort of at the beginning of the game, it could end really quickly, right? And also, uh, that goes the same for playing it by yourself. There is a, a solo mode where you can easily play the game yourself in which you're going through town and trying to convert the locals up to a certain point. And the town is constantly fighting back against you in all of the game modes. But obviously, for the cooperative and the solo mode, the game is fighting back a lot more. And it becomes sort of this progressive, escalative um, experience in which it gets harder if you're not being efficient in accomplishing your task, which is making the friends. And so if you're playing solo or co-op and you did really bad at the beginning and some really unforeseen sort of unfortunate events started out fold, you could easily lose the game in like, you know, 30 minutes. Like that's yeah, not yeah. unheard of either. Like I said, that that plays into the, 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 the range of time in which, you know, you might be playing the game. But that's good if it lasts 30 minutes and you lose because then you can hop right in, reset and try to win. Yeah, that's great. I love all those game modes because, yeah, it makes, you know, a lot of games if they don't have that variety of ways to play or different storylines, I mean, you play it once and uh, I don't know, for someone like me, you're kind of done, right? Like, oh, well, I know the story. I know how it's going to go. But this definitely is a game that you can play multiple times. And it sounds like it'd be a fun game to introduce to other people, you know, like after you you play, like for me, right? Maybe my husband and I would play together. And then when people come visit, like, oh, check out check out this awesome game. Like, let let us explain it to you. It just, it doesn't seem intimidating as a newer board game player to pick up uh, Lonely Undead. 
Uh, I don't think it is. I don't think it is at all. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I've sent the game. I've done a lot of testing with it. I mean, the game is, has, has been thoroughly playtested. And right now, you know, leading up to the campaign, I have I have copies of the game that are circulating out there that other creators and other gamers are, t- are playing and, 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 you know, spreading the word about and, and trying it out. Um, which was really intimidating at the beginning as an idea to just send these games out there without yeah. repeating them or without, right. you know, them having to rely on my bare bones, like, rule book that I wrote that I've never had to, like, I've never written a rule book before. Yep. So that was another, another interesting and challenging thing to do and to see see their feedback, to sort of, like, understand sort of what they what they take from it. Because... That's the best way to know if I'm if I have accomplished the things I'm trying to accomplish is when strangers that I do not know that are completely neutral take what I have like all created in this box pull it out and it's supposed to be you know a real game you're supposed yeah. to, be able to hop in and do it and it is and then I get their their feedback on on those things and I have gotten a lot of reaffirmation or re, uh, sort of confirmation that I have done sort of those things and accomplished those goals. You know, there's been people who have said that, you know, hey, it's like it's got levels of strategy that are fun to sort of dive into with time. But like it's a really simple like game to learn. You can really just kind of like hop into it. There's nothing too confusing about um, about like certain mechanisms and how it plays, because a lot of it is is text driven. Right. So a lot of the directions on what you do is just you look at the card and you just apply it directly. Like you don't have to really like you don't have there's not a whole lot of interpretation or a lot of like. You know, every time you see a blue square, it means that you take two red squares and you add them to your three green squares. <laughs> sure. You subtract from this and then you roll the die and that's when you move, right? Right. There's none of that sort of complexity. It's like move two spaces, right? It's like it's, it's taken a lot of that uh, that stuff and really sort of streamlined it, made it accessible for a more casual gamer. That's great. It sounds like a ton of fun. I, I can't wait to get my my hands on it. And uh, before we get into how people can support and, and where they can find the game, are there any other topics that you wanted to bring up, Shelby, or any aspects of the game that we may not have discussed? You know, we talked a little bit about um, the different uh, game modes. And, you know, when I was when I started designing, of course, I'm a first time designer, first time developer and publisher. And I've I pride myself a little bit on I'm trying to do my due diligence and be well-researched and well-prepared instead of sort of blindly jumping into things, especially if I'm, you know, doing it on my own. So I definitely have tried to do the best I can to sort of avoid a lot of like sort of rookie mistakes when it comes to design. Obviously I'm making them and obviously like <laughs> it should be a part of this process and part of the learning process. Um, but I'd like to think I've done a decent job on trying to mitigate a lot of those first-time mistakes and problems as much as possible. And that being said, with the design process, I had some things that stuck with me where it was, you know, some words about designing sort of like the best the best version now. And so when I was using that in my design process, I wanted to do all the things, but I didn't want it to be complex and I didn't want it to seem like there was too much going on. Um, And it got to the point where there was almost two versions of the game. There was like this really easy base version. And then there was like a deluxe version that was good for um, a heavier gaming crowd. And I wanted to give all of that in the package right off the bat from the beginning. And so what I did was is I took the game board and I made one side of the board that has like a standard printed map that you can just hop into and play. And then the other side of the map is actually blank. It comes blank, like it has like a printed version of the town, but all the locations of the town are not there. This is an alternate mode called the mutated mode. 
in which you have tiles. They're little like, you know, Tetrisy sort of uh, square tiles that are the locations. They're the, you know, they're the physical locations that are on the map. But as part of the process, you basically get to take these little modular pieces and you get to build your own map to play in before you play. Wow. And so that's sort of this alternate mode that adds a little bit more like, you know, it adds a lot of replayability which is really nice because so you can create a different environment to play the game in like every time it can be different the locations also have um like locational bonuses on them which allow for another level of strategy and sort of planning out what you want to do and where you go during the game based off of them so it kind of creates like another way to play the game that adheres more to like uh, a more involved gamer someone wants a little bit more uh, more strategy or more depth or once a little bit longer gameplay they can flip it over and do this mutated mode and adds a lot of depth it also lends itself very nicely into other things i'd like to do with the game such as like doing cooperative sort of scenario play where you sort of arrange the tiles in a certain manner and you have a, a goal that you and the team have to do that's different each time or you know a solo campaign mode where as playing the game solo you can kind of go thematically through um the story of what's happening in the town and play different characters for different objectives each game and so yeah i really focus really heavily on replayability and variability and you mentioned this earlier about you know when you get a game out it, it really kind of it, it kind of is a letdown sometimes when you pull a game out and you play it and you're like well okay and this happens with cooperative games a lot is like mm -hmm. okay well i did it well i won yeah. it's over. like that's it I, you know some people might be like well i don't really have to play it again you know because i did it right and I wanted that not to happen. I wanted it to be, you come to the game and you have a different experience every time. Yeah. And so I focused on systems and different game modes and, and all these high levels of variation. I wanted that you will get a different experience every time based off of it. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. I mean, not only do you have different play modes right like solo with multiple people etc that you walked us through but also these different modes like that that's really cool i honestly thought you were gonna say yeah there was the de deluxe version which you know i'll work on and it'll come out next year <laughs> but instead you're like nope i'm giving it all to you now like that's incredible that's a lot of work and yeah just appreciate your intentionality behind making it so replayable Absolutely. And, and, you know, I like I had kind of said earlier, I wanted to try to give the best version now, reduce complications, yeah. and really start off on a really solid foot. I mean, bigger companies, people who have the resources would definitely opt for creating, you know, several versions of the game so they can make more sales and like, sure. you know, but I, I, you know, as my first game, as my first sort of intro into into this, I want to really start off right. And I want to like, I, I want to make things simple and not complicated. And I want to try to give give the people that, you know, want to support and are, are excited about the idea. I want to give them as much as possible I can with within this box. I want to give them yeah. everything I can in the box. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's great. Like I said, I'm so excited to get my hands on it. And with that, how can people support? Where can they find the game? Tell us. Yeah, tell us where they can find you, Dead Lemon Games, Lonely Undead. How can they support? Yeah, absolutely. So the Kickstarter is is launching soon i believe it will it, it will be uh running when uh this is released so yep. we will be we will be like full-fledged into the campaign when <laughs> this starts i think it'll be like this is oh yeah this will be released right at the beginning of the campaign yep. uh, june 8th yep. right 
Yep. Fantastic. So that'll be the second day of the campaign. I will be a stressed, like, no sleep mess. <laughs> um, and I will be, like, sitting in my my edge of my seat watching the campaign. So, yeah, it'll be live on Kickstarter when this airs. And it is extremely important that, you know, that's that's the time frame is, is it runs for 29 days in June. And in that time frame, I have to get enough pre-orders and enough support to essentially... Um, make the game a reality to take it to a manufacturer and get it printed and get it to individuals. So you could find the game on Kickstarter when this goes, uh, when this airs. Uh, you could just go to Kickstarter and search Lonely Undead. You could also go directly to the website. You can go to deadlemongames.com. Um, and there's a lot of information about uh, the game, the company, and, and ways to, to contact if you have questions and ways to get to the Kickstarter and find out more about the game. Uh, we are on the social media as well. Den Lemon Games is active on Instagram as well as Facebook. Uh, on Facebook, the, the, the group for the game, uh, the Lonely Undead Facebook group, is way more active than the Dead Lemon page because that's where obviously I'm focusing on the game and releasing mm-hmm. content, updates, and getting feedback and getting people uh, involved and interacted. So you can find us there on the Facebook as well. Um, yeah, all the socials and definitely uh, the Kickstarter when this comes out. Come find us on the Kickstarter for sure. Perfect. Yeah, I hope everyone checks out Shelby, Dead Lemon Games, and and the Kickstarter, of course. And Shelby, do you know how much the game will be? So if folks go to that Kickstarter, I know Kickstarter might work a little differently. I think you can, can you give as much as you want? But how much is that standard, not fee, but I guess price of the game, if, if that's how it works? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question, uh, Alexa, because, yeah, so how it, it's set up is backers give an amount in a, and there are reward tiers. Essentially, there are like okay. different pledged levels they can decide to pledge at. Each of these pledged levels will have a minimum amount, but each pledge level allows for anybody to, which is really nice about like, you know, this passionate, supportive model is that, you know, you can pledge any amount you want to over that minimum to receive basically the reward for that pledge. And so the standard sort of like, you know, base pledge, which is just the game, but that also includes what are known as stretch goals, which I don't necessarily need to go into, but essentially like as more funding comes in for the game, I'm allowed to take that and make more improvements on the quality and components and content of the game. But that base pledge includes all of those sort of improvements as as it gets funded. And that is that is set to fifty five right now. So okay. that is that is fifty five for you to to get the base game and everything uh, that it comes with, everything that I mentioned, all those different modes, the all the components and the double sided board, as well as any improvements made to any of the game including additional content that may come out through the campaign. Um, that is the base sort of like core pledge on Kickstarter. Awesome. Excellent. Well, thank you for explaining that. And yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be pledging, of course, and looking really looking forward to the Kickstarter campaign coming out. Awesome. Yes, I appreciate your support so much. Of Absolutely. course. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Shelby, for being back on Virtual Coffee. As always, love chatting with you. And of course, you're you're welcome back anytime. Um, and yeah, I hope everyone checks out Shelby and their Kickstarter. I'll link everything in the description as well as on all of our Instagram posts and whatnot. But thank you so much, Shelby. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Alexa, for having me on Virtual Coffee. Every time that we have chatted, which has only been twice, I'm drinking... <laughs> I am drinking real life coffee and um, I, I love the theme and I love your show. So I definitely appreciate you having me on. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you.